0: And this idea of all parts are welcome, that's what we say in IFS, all parts are welcome. And that's what we're doing here at OnSite and through hospitality, all guests are welcome and all parts of you are welcome. And it's just a, I feel like it's a really beautiful connection. And the reality is some parts are just easier to welcome, right? I mean, just like you were talking about having Mm -hmm. strangers over, right? Mm -hmm. We're gonna have some strangers show up at our door we think about that some of them are going to be easier to welcome in yeah, that's right. and there would be others that we would all have a little bit of concern about mm-hmm. welcoming in right yeah that's right and the reality is the ones that we're having concern about welcoming in sometimes those are the ones carrying the heaviest burden mm-hmm. you know that's when right. i think about it from the the place of of internal family systems but even in reality of who might show up at our door right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. There's usually a big, heavy burden, and it's why the other parts of us are a little bit nervous about yeah. welcoming that one
1: in. Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life, rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. I'm your host, Miles Edcox.
2: I'm your host, Lindsay Nobles. And I'm your host, Mackenzie Vogt. Hey friends, this week on the Living Centered Podcast, we have got a really unique and fun episode for you. I got to bring on two of my favorite coworkers, OnSite COO Phil Stone and, back by popular demand, Clinical Director of Milestones, Laura Ramey. The three of us are going to dive into the concept of internal family systems and the beautiful connection and relationship that we think it has to a concept we talk a ton about at OnSite called Healing Hospitality. They actually came to me about a month ago and pitched the idea for this episode, and I knew you were going to love it. So together, the three of us really explore how we can learn from ISF concepts to create a more curious, connected, and compassionate relationship with ourselves. And just like all of our teams use healing hospitality in all of our in-person experiences to create space for everyone to show up as their truest, most authentic selves to the table... Laura is going to encourage us all to invite all the parts of ourselves to the table, even the parts that may be more difficult, unfamiliar, or frankly, we just don't want to welcome. So this is such an innovative and fresh way to look at our relationship with ourselves, and I personally walked away with a ton to think about and an entirely new perspective. Since having Laura on for episode 37 of the podcast, a lot of you have written in and asked us to talk more about IFS. So I hope this episode broadens your knowledge a little bit more and gets you even more curious. If you wrap up this episode and want to learn more about internal family systems, do make sure that you check out episode 37 with Laura. So without further ado, meet my coworkers and friends, Laura and Phil. Well, I am so excited. One, because I think these are two of my favorite humans that I work with at OnSite, and I don't get enough time with you guys. So to have you both in the same room is really fun for me. We have Phil and Laura. And if you guys will just briefly say what you do, um, and then why we brought you on, I'm going to give a little bit of context to that. But what do you do? and How long have you been here?
0: Sure. So I am Laura Ramey and I'm the clinical director at Milestones. I am coming up on a year of being here. That's wild. I know. Really wild. It feels like I just got here in some ways and in other ways it feels like I've been here forever just because this team is amazing and just such great relationships. So I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah. And I'm Phil Stone. I'm the chief operating officer and I get to work with all the amazing people who really deliver our guest experience every day. And so, our folks in culinary and hospitality and our operations team and transportation and programming, um, all the people that really just bring onsite to life, I think. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And I think you both come at the work that we do here so very differently. Your roles serve um, different needs. But I think at the heart of it, what we do at onsite is we cultivate an environment for people to show up for themselves. And I love that we're bringing the two of you together because I think we're going to facilitate a conversation. That will hopefully invite a lot of us to be more hospitable with mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. So you guys kind of approached me about an idea for a podcast. Where did that start? Just take me back there. Yeah, yeah
1: that's <laughs> great. You, you want me to start, Lauren? Please do. <laughs> that. Yeah. <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I had been learning a little bit about internal family systems, which yeah. is um, goes by the codename IFS. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Laura's an expert in that and i um, on our team. And, and and the process, I was writing the, the uh, hospitality article in our journal. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I realized that, wow, I think there's a connection here mm-hmm. between hospitality and healing hospitality and the way that we think about it and IFS. And so anyway, I invited Laura to lunch. I was like, hey, would you be willing to have lunch with me and talk a little bit mm-hmm. about IFS? And then... As we were talking about that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a really interesting connection." So, mm-hmm. um, so I was excited to explore it, and mm-hmm. that we were able to do it—you um, mm-hmm. know—on the podcast here was uh, just yeah. really great. So,
2: in real time, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: I'll just say, I don't remember what I was wearing, I don't remember what I ate, but I remember the conversation. <laughs> it was amazing.
0: <laughs> Same. And I was so excited when you invited me to lunch and said, "Hey, I want to talk to you about IFS." I was like, yeah. "Yes." let's do that because up to that point you know we had just we were on the executive team together that's at right. that point and so we just had a lot of business meetings right, that's right. Mm. <clears throat> which i love not knocking that and for someone to say i want to talk ifs which is my mm. clinical language mm-hmm. you know like tell me all about this model and what it means to you and i was like oh my gosh we need more than just a lunch to yeah, talk about that that's, that's right. how passionate i am about it so <clears throat> i really loved that we Got to connect on that and um, just even bringing this conversation together, I got mm-hmm. excited and thinking about how that goes along with hospitality mm-hmm. and this idea of all parts are welcome. That's what we say in yeah. IFS, all parts are welcome. And that's what we're doing here at OnSite and through hospitality, all guests are welcome and all parts of you are welcome. And it's just a, I feel like it's a really beautiful connection. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Laura is back by popular demand because <laughs> we did an episode on internal family systems with Miles and Lindsay, and we had so many people when we did a survey recently ask for you to come back to talk Aww. more about IFS, and so I just think this is a really beautiful opportunity to get to expand on yeah. it. Yeah, Because like you said, it's not a model that you can spend a lunch on and understand. I'm mm-hmm. assuming, and I make up, that you've been doing this for a long time and you're still unlocking the ways that it can apply to you and apply for your um the patient or the clients that you work with. So, yep. can you give us again just a little brief overview and definition of what we say and we mean
0: inter- when we say internal family systems? Sure. So, internal family systems is this concept that inside of us is a family, right? Mm-hmm. So we exist in a family system, right? We came from parents or have siblings maybe, or or if not, you have coworkers or you have other people in your community. So you have some sort of system. We all exist in a system outside yeah. of us. And then we also have the system inside of each of us. And it's a variety of voices, feelings, thoughts. And sometimes we can be like, how can I think one thing and feel one thing and then feel something totally opposite. Mm -hmm. And does that mean I'm crazy? Does that mean there's something wrong with me? And it actually means you're human. I mean, this is just the normal human experience. You know, how many of us go home after work and think, oh, I'm going to eat the salad tonight. I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat what's in my refrigerator. I'm going to make a salad. And then you end up ordering pizza. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. that's normal. Yeah. That's a very mild example, but we do that yeah. in our everyday lives, along with you know something like something even more intense, like should I take this new job opportunity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something in me really thinks I should take this new job opportunity. I mean, this is where, when I came to OnSite, right? This is a struggle that I went through. (sighs) Do I stay in my private practice or do I take this new job opportunity? And you can have parts within you that would really struggle for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And so with internal family systems, we say, let's welcome both of those parts. Yeah, All the parts are welcome. And we want to get to know those parts and understand where they're coming from, Um, because sometimes those parts of us are carrying burdens that go way, way, way back. Mm -hmm. So what can keep us stuck right here in this present moment, sometimes and almost always is coming from something, some kind of experience that we had a long time ago, whether as a child or as a teenager or in college that may still need some unburdening and Mm -hmm. some healing so that we can be more clear about the decisions we're making in the present. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's like a good, hopefully a good metaphor I can give. It's just internal set of voices, feelings, yeah. thoughts, that sometimes feel like they're conflicting. But Definitely. it's a very, very normal human experience.
2: And I think as a part of this conversation, the whole welcoming all parts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, the analogy that I have is stopping someone at the door and saying, you're not welcome like that. I mean, mm-hmm. if we take it yeah, even that literally. Right. So what are there parts, I would love for you both to speak into this, parts about yourself that maybe you've made peace with in, the, you know, in your mm-hmm. journey. And if you could mm-hmm. give us an example <clears> of kind of what that looks like, um, whether it's something from your childhood, like you're saying, a part mm-hmm. of you that you brought in um, that was informed by trauma or a hard experience. Or maybe it's just, I don't love that I speed in my car, you know, whatever that is. So yeah. I'd love to hear, um, sure. just kind of personally,
0: from the two of you. Sure, Phil. Do you have an example ready?
1: Yeah, thank <laughs> you. you. I actually, I was just thinking. I, totally I was like, oh wow, you. you know, that's really a good point. And I think I'll um, just to kind of say one thing too about mm-hmm. um, this connection to hospitality yeah. is that you know we believe that hospitality heals, and that's yeah. part of. Um, Part of that kind of unique brand of on-site, yeah. And, um, and yeah, can I love you say how we define healing
2: hospitality? Here? Yeah,
1: we define it um, in a way that is like the there's kind of four different areas which we can talk about a little mm-hmm. bit later. But in essence, it's really about everyone and all of our crews and all of the different um, you know parts of on-site, mm-hmm. um, really focusing in on supporting people in their healing journey.
2: Yeah,
1: and um, so everything from you know the food that we serve and how we serve it, and how we show up in the dining room and in the loft. Uh, to you know how the um, how the cabins are prepared and decorated, and and uh, the comforts of home and the touches of care that are there, mm. and um, and then the grounds and all of those things. You know we exist in the beauty of nature, and nature has this way of really kind of supporting us. I think of yeah. reconnecting us back to ourselves, and um, and there's a whole host of things and. Uh, but they all kind of support each of our clients and um, our and our guests in their healing journey, um, and that idea really kind of permeates each of the mm-hmm. all of the different crews and operations that we have. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's been really fun to work alongside all of our <laughs> folks that create that every day for um, for our guests that come in. So the idea, though, as far as hospitality goes, for me, that kind of was a connection with. Mm-hmm. Um, with IFS specifically, is really about welcoming strangers, and I think that mm. there are um, and not welcoming strangers in the sense of uh, just to keep them strangers, but to welcome them and to um, mm. as an opportunity to, to connect,
0: get to know them, yeah.
1: get to know them yes. exactly. And so for me, I think a part that um, I we, I recently went through our living center program, which mm-hmm. was fantastic, and I was so uh, so grateful to be able to have that experience. Um, and so that kind of informs a little bit of um, some of the parts that came up for me that I got to know, and yeah. and one of those was this pleasing part, mm. and um, so this pleasing part has protected me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like it's helped me in my uh, throughout my life to just be able to move within different social groups because I moved around a lot as a kid, and yeah. um, and so that was really helpful to be able to. Uh, identify that part and to, and to welcome it. Cause part of it too, is I'm like, oh my gosh, there's that pleaser again. You know, sometimes we're mm-hmm. kind of, um, we want it to go away, right? Yeah, or we right, don't right. want to be that way. It's our natural or,
0: tendency. It's yeah. our natural
1: mm-hmm. tendency. Exactly. And, um, and I think just kind of having compassion for mm-hmm. that part yeah. and recognizing it. And, and then also this other part of courage, this courage that wanted to also be present and to be known Yeah. That sometimes I get disconnected from, mm-hmm. but that's still with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I when I feel afraid, what I've realized is that I go in my head, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I tend to be kind of more of a thinking type person, and so mm-hmm. that's very natural to me. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I realized um, is that when I do that, then I disconnect from these other parts that are really um, there to ground me and support me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, courage is one of those. Mm-hmm. And so that was really. Um, those are kind of a couple of parts of, that I've gotten to know more recently and yeah. um, and still are getting to know and seeing mm-hmm. how they show up and how they interact.
0: Yeah. Do you care if I ask you a question about that? I promise yeah, I'm not going to start doing therapy on you. No, right now, that's though. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I wondered when you were talking about like this thinking, right? Like yeah. I go up to my thinking when I'm afraid. Yeah. Have And you said before you would notice a tendency <clears throat> to kind of like push it away. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, yeah, that's usually what we do, like our natural Mm. tendency or or the pleasing part of you Mm. or whatever. And what I love about IFS, when I feel like I'm hearing you say, is you started learning to have compassion for those parts of you, right? Like instead of, God, why do I keep going to my head and thinking about this? Instead, what I was hearing was, oh, I learned – That when I go to my head, I'm actually scared.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And
0: so that's the beauty, I think, of IFS. When we learn what those parts are doing for us, or how they're trying to protect us, Mm -hmm. we actually can get to what's really going on. That's right. Because if you would have spent more time, like really trying to get that thinking to go away, Mm -hmm. like we always say in IFS, what we resist persists. Mm -hmm. Right. If you just keep trying to push that away, it's going to keep showing up to get your attention. Yeah. And what you ended up learning by having compassion for yourself is, oh, I'm actually afraid.
1: Yeah. That's and right. And that's
0: the beauty in that. That's right. Yeah. So I wondered if you were noticing that yeah, that you were having I, more compassion for your thinking.
1: Yeah. I hadn't thought about the think I hadn't thought about the thinking part. but um, <laughs> now you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> and I have compassion for it too. Yeah. Um, but being able to also just recognize, oh, I'm afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was just really powerful. Is fear yeah. an
2: emotion that you are very acquainted with historically?
1: I wouldn't call it that per yeah. se, like, but it's one I've kind of gotten to know more. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Usually I'm like a little bit more in touch with like maybe anxiety. Yeah.
0: That's mm-hmm. kind of how
1: mm-hmm. that fear shows up. Yeah, You know, um, When I'm in my head and it's like, hey, hello, mm-hmm. remember me? Yeah. So I'm probably more kind of connected with that one, mm-hmm. but then also just kind of recognizing it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, and embracing that fear as well. It's like, mm-hmm. but then I have courage too. Right. Mm-hmm. To, right. That's but another in In too.
0: your fear, you have access to your courage. That's
1: right. As mm-hmm. long as I embody and get out of my head and into, mm-hmm. um, you know, into my body or my heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that.
1: Yeah.
2: And what I love is that you, you're saying, I'm getting more acquainted with it. And we talk about the welcoming of a stranger. And mm-hmm. even in... In our own lives, when some and I love the idea. One of my favorite things is when someone comes into my home and I don't know them very well, but they leave and you're like, I feel like we're best friends. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel you just like have those moments where you get connected, Mm -hmm. and I feel that a lot with podcast interviews. We interviewed a couple of alumni the other day, Mm -hmm. and there's something about getting in someone's space, like. It's impossible not to fall in love with people when you get up close to mm-hmm. them and they reveal their hearts. Yes. I just find that again and again and again to be yes. true. And so, what does it look like to do that with ourselves? Mm-hmm. Because the closer you get to those two parts, of course, you're gonna fall in love because you understand them better. There's yeah. just, it's, uh, I think Brene Brown always says, like, it's hard to hate people up close. Yeah, but I take it right. another step further of it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to not love people when they reveal their hearts and that's right. their mm-hmm. true essence. Yeah. And so, the true essence mm-hmm. of, your, of those parts of yourself coming into light, like it just invites you even closer to Mm. appreciation and love.
0: Yes. Yeah. I would say the part for me that I'm really leaning into that I used to want to resist Mm -hmm. often, and I definitely still have the part that's like, oh, don't show that to people. Don't Mm. let it come up. But I have this very sensitive Mm. part to me. Like I can, I have a really hard time not showing my emotions, so mm. you can hear people talk about how they're like compartmentalizing or stuffing emotions, and I'm just sitting there like, wow, that sounds awesome mm. because my emotions are usually all over me. Mm. <laughs> like yes. I wear them on my sleeve, right? Yeah, I'm uh, um I'm pretty sure i on the Enneagram of four with the three wing. And so, what's also kind of can be my superpower sometimes is I have this part, this three-wing yeah. part that's like get it together, Lara, perform task, achieve, mm. yeah. look like you've got it together. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And so, those two parts of me will battle, um, you know. Especially in this season of my life, I've got um, I've got a two-year-old daughter mm-hmm. and I've got three boys. My oldest is 23 and my twins are 19. And I, I shared a little bit of this yeah. in the last podcast. They were all adopted from Haiti. And um so this is my, my first time to be yeah. a mom of a toddler in my 40s, starting a new job. And you know, I just I love this space that we're in being able to talk about behavioral health because yeah a good bit of my team has seen me cry on you know a daily basis and <laughs> when i first started i was like oh my gosh what must they be thinking about me like this girl can't keep it together at work or you know but i was i really started leaning into this is my tenderness mm-hmm. this is my sensitivity this is who i really am this is how much i care yeah you know i yeah. just i care That much Mm -hmm. about my kids, about my coworkers, about my family, about myself. And I've just really started leaning into it's okay for me to show that. Yeah. Like, um, I love, I think it's um, Glennon Doyle that says, you're going to be too much for some people and those aren't your people. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that helps me because... I just I I that part of me that is so sensitive mm. I often will have the other part of me that thinks oh you're being too much and I've been able to really lean into both of those parts of of me and hear you know how they're trying to protect me. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a sweet uh relationship I've been engaging in and what's so funny is my team at Milestones bought me a sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> that says I may cry, but I can still get things done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and
0: I was like, "This is the best gift." I feel so seen so of you, so <laughs> seen. Mm. <laughs> and you know, the mm. fact that they would even give it to me as a gift, yeah, yeah. you know, it was just really, really sweet. So That's beautiful, yeah.
2: And what I know to be true is that one, your team appreciates that. That is what mm-hmm. I've heard over and over and over mm. again. Is that you you give them such a beautiful space and a gift by going first in that. Mm-hmm. You create a safe space to show up as their authentic selves because you're you're not stuffing that down.
0: Yeah. Um. And mm-hmm. I think
2: to stuff it down would be to rob the world of a really beautiful gift that we don't have enough of. That's right. Yeah. And so I love that even if it's in com- conflict within yourself, mm-hmm. that when you do lean into that and you do make peace with the two pieces, one saying you need to get shit done mm-hmm. and the other side saying... But people matter, and yes. this matters, yeah. that they can coexist. They don't yeah. have to be at odds. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. And then it creates that space.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd like Perfect. to just <laughs> say that as well, On the having been on the mm-hmm. receiving end of that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I love about, as you've allowed that to come forth, and, um, is that It's just so authentic to you. (laughs) And I think if to kind of echo a little bit what Mackenzie was saying Mm -hmm. is that if you were to stuff it or to repress it in a way that would feel unauthentic.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And
1: that going first part or aspect that you were describing, Mm -hmm. that's actually helped me to be more, you Mm -hmm. know, in in times that we've been, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in different settings or whatever, to be able to show up more authentically to. Mm -hmm. So, I just think that's really beautiful that you're letting that yeah. um, be more present, and thank you. <laughs> that it's allowing others to be more present. Too. Yeah, I think that's that's a very different kind of leadership mm-hmm. that um, that we don't see a lot. So, yeah. thank you for bringing that gift. Yeah, Appreciate thank you a lot. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice to be able to sit in a meeting around a table full of people, and you can still cry, and they will be okay with it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, it's a beautiful space to be in. And when you just said, if I if I was not to do that, Mm -hmm. I would feel the inauthenticity. That's a hard word to say of that. And what's so true, what I've learned about myself is if I'm not showing it, it's in my body. I yeah. will feel yeah. it in my body. Like my muscles will tighten up. Like I almost always know when my shoulders are tight, I I need to express some kind mm. of emotion. Yeah. Like usually if I have a good cry, I feel the release yeah. in my body. so.
2: You both mentioned getting into your bodies. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it and then you're just now like I can feel yeah. when I'm being inauthentic in my body. You were yeah. saying I need to move out of my head, into my body, and into my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot for me over the last bit of my journey has been connecting back with my body and coming home to myself has mm-hmm. been a big thing with me and my therapist and yeah. and listening to my mm-hmm. body and knowing that it goes it often has my back or is communicating to me when I don't recognize it. And mm-hmm. so that's been like fighting even the part of me that doesn't want to listen to my body that wants to say, nope, shut you down and mm-hmm. go. I think there's been a part of me that has disconnected from my body. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'd love to talk a little bit about how can our body inform what's going on and how do we be hospitable to what mm-hmm. our body is telling us. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Yes. I was even thinking as you were asking that question, how Mm -hmm. much that ties into hospitality because of what Mm -hmm. your team does, right? Food, where they're sleeping. That's right. Like all the things that that nurture Mm -hmm. the body. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've heard you say this, and so many people say that when they do their LCP or when they're here milestones or whatever, they get the best sleep they've ever had. Or, you know, they just feel so loved in their meals, you know, and it's because their bodies are receiving nurture. Yeah. In a way that they've maybe never known how to do for themselves Mm -hmm. or been aware Mm -hmm. or slowed down enough. I mean, honestly, that's what it would be for me. Yeah. I will go so fast. I'll have parts that keep me going so fast Mm -hmm. that I'll realize how, you know, however much time has gone by and I haven't had something to eat Mm -hmm. or I didn't drink any water or I haven't gone to the bathroom or whatever, you know, just simple things to pay attention to your to the cues of your body, mm-hmm. you know? And I just think that's a beautiful thing that, that we do here at OnSite is slowing people yeah. down and, and showing them. You know, we bring in yoga at mm-hmm. Milestones. Yeah, it's just, it, it's such a common thing to not, I, I would say for most people, to not really be aware of their body cues. Yeah. yeah. So as much as we can bring them back to their bodies, there's so many good messages that our mm-hmm. bodies have for us.
1: I know for me that that disconnection from my body is, um, you know, having uh, worked in business for my whole career, it's like I'm constantly interacting with the screen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that digital detox that we do uh, Mm -hmm. during our onsite here at onsite and during programs and at milestones, it's like that really does like get us out of, you know, Mm -hmm. that. Out of our heads, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, where I feel like most of my energy is always coming right through my eyes and, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the center of my forehead. Yeah. Staring at the screen, which means there's this whole, you know, rest of my body that's being ignored mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, until mm-hmm. I get to a point where I'm like. You were saying where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like starving or I haven't drank anything and like, you know, Mm -hmm. I haven't moved around because I've been sitting here.
2: Your body has to get so loud for you to pay attention. That's That's right. right. I'm trying to get better about hearing the whispers before it has to show. Yeah. That's right.
1: And that over time, you know, definitely like Mm -hmm. we can see it in our bodies. We can, you know, see the effect of that. And so that's what I love about um, just kind of that digital detox. And when I was going through the program back in January, I was like, I slept more than I've slept in like years. (laughs) And part of it was because I think just the work is really challenging that we're doing because we're, you know, we're really um, going deep into ourselves to understand Mm -hmm. ourselves better and to work on things. But also there was that kind of space from all of the things that typically, Mm -hmm. you know, occupy our attention or at least like in our mind, we Mm -hmm. start thinking that we should be connected to you. And so... Um, So anyway, it was, uh, it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But caring for the body in that way Mm -hmm. to support the work of the heart um, was Mm -hmm. pretty cool.
2: Hey, friends! Throughout this episode, Phil and Laura and I refer to the beauty of OnSite's in-person experiences a lot. So I wanted to just personally invite you to come and experience the healing hospitality of OnSite firsthand. You can come to either one of our campuses in Tennessee or California. We have a variety of in-person experiences that will meet you exactly where you are today. At OnSite, we're committed to creating a safe space for you to show up as your whole self. And we wanna help you discover who you were before the world told you who to be. Sometimes we need a reset to remember who we are and what we actually want. In this episode, we talk a lot about bringing all the parts of yourself to the table. At OnSite, we're curating an experience where with a trusted guide, you can join a community with other people willing to show up as their whole selves. If you're in need of a little space and time to heal, and if you wanna begin to live a centered, connected, and authentic life, one that remains grounded even when life feels out of control, we invite you to connect with our admissions team to see if one of our in-person experiences might be right for you. You can email admissions at onsiteworkshops.com Or give us a call at 800 341 7432 You mentioned that we there's so many elements that we like care for people's bodies while they're here. We feed them, we give them incredible lodging.
1: Um
2: even just the space, I think that like creating space for people to get into their bodies, Mm -hmm. that was a big part of my process when I was on campus is we would do all of this work in the group room where I'd be at a lecture and I went on so many walks because of the bilateral stimulation Mm -hmm. and just like, let's figure this out. Let's integrate this Mm -hmm. Um, And our grounds being so beautiful and so expansive. Mm -hmm. Like I was feeling, even today, I was sitting at my screen for a really long time. I came in at eight and I didn't realize it was like 1130 and I hadn't moved. So before Mm -hmm. I went to lunch, I went and walked the labyrinth and got in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think it's so important and I love that your team is so committed to that, yeah. mm-hmm. Phil. Uh, the other part that I think we do really well is that is the group process. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about internal family systems, you were saying inside of you is an entire family. Mm-hmm. And Hannah on our team brought this um, this connection, so I can't claim it. A couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, she said it in an interview, and I don't remember what the context was, but we always say we're wounded in community, so we have to be healed in community. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that's yep. so true to the group work that we do. I got just as much out of other people's work and them seeing that's right. uh, healing in their own stories as I did my own. But I think we could even do that within ourselves. Sure. Like when we fully integrate and we fully recognize and acknowledge all the different parts of us, mm-hmm. then we're in community. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. We are in a variety of of voices, experiences, understand, like, just so I'd love. Can we talk a little bit about that, of how do we cultivate that community from
0: within within ourselves? Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, again, it goes back to this is just our human nature. Yeah. We do it all the time. Like, yeah. I think people yeah. catch yeah. themselves all the time saying, so part of me feels this way, and another part of me feels this way. That's so true. And the reality is some parts are just easier to welcome, yeah. right? I mean, just like you were talking about having mm. strangers over, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to have some strangers show up at our door. We think about that. Some of them are going to be easier to welcome in. Yeah, that's right. And there would be others that we would all have a little bit of concern about mm-hmm. welcoming in, right? Yeah, that's right. And the reality is the ones that we're having concern about welcoming in sometimes those are the ones carrying the heaviest burden mm, you want know, right. to think about it from the the place of of internal family systems but even in reality of who might show up at our door right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's there's usually a big heavy burden and mm-hmm. it's why the other parts of us are a little bit nervous about yeah. welcoming that one in. And it can look like, you know, things in our lives that, that we've done or that we're not proud of. Uh, you know, when I think about my clients, it would be addictions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. eating disorders, um, you know, that we're going to have parts of us yeah. that if we showed those to the rest of the world, they would be deemed mm-hmm. wrong, dirty, bad, mm-hmm. awful Right, and the reality is, those parts showed up somewhere in our lives to protect us, um, because they thought that's what they needed to do. It was Mm -hmm. all they knew to do at the time. And the reality is, if we can get to know even those parts of us that seem bad or seem wrong, Mm -hmm. they've got a story to tell. Mm. There's there's some kind of story there of hurt, pain, trauma. You know, so if we can really get in there and learn the story. Of what's going on mm-hmm. Then We can help unburden mm-hmm. We can help heal the trauma And I think this is where yesterday When we were talking about Talking about all this I was like Oh it's like that Poem by Rumi yeah. The guest house Yeah You know It's just this beautiful picture of let, the, let it all in Yeah Because every part has a story to tell you
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I printed it
0: out And we'll put it in the show notes But if you want to read it in this moment You could Sure I'd wanna love to it? Okay Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, so this is called The Guest House by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. I love that. No.
1: It's really good.
0: Yeah, it's such a good, good picture. Mm-hmm of that
1: work or so yeah. one of the things i was thinking about from um as i've <clears throat> kind of worked with ifs you know just mostly on my own and also with my counselor um the idea of kind of connecting with hospitality so like we have these parts that we're welcoming in or we mm-hmm. desire to welcome in maybe we don't but mm-hmm. we just, yeah. you know we're working to do that and um and I have this kind of image, and sometimes where it's like around the table, which mm-hmm. is oftentimes where, from a hospitality standpoint, we're connecting.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: And um, and I wonder if uh, you could talk a little bit about how do we, how would we kind of set the table? I'm thinking of kind of the eight C's of mm-hmm. the IFS, like helping us to like create an opportunity for those voices to be heard and also like, seen and and acknowledged. But. Mm-hmm. That was kind of an image that was coming to my mind. I was wondering maybe if you could tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, with parts work, that's actually an image that I will invite clients into sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have them cool. imagine all their parts sitting around a table. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right? Because if you think about all the things that happen around a table at mealtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Before, during, and after. I mean, there there are times that people won't even get up from the table after they've eaten because they're still just enjoying the conversation And then there are some that will leave because they don't want to be part of the conversation anymore. There's fights that happen at the table or whatever. So (laughs) it's the same kind of thing with internal work. It's like inviting all of your parts to sit around the table and noticing, are they okay with everyone else at the table? And are they they happy with each other? Are they fighting with each other? Like, what's going on? And it really is just this cool way of identifying what's going on inside you. Mm. You know, are they are are you able to welcome all of these parts to the table? And so mm-hmm. I try to invite the client to think of their core self, mm-hmm. right? This um there's the eight C's of the core self and yeah. that you were referencing earlier. You yeah. brought up mm-hmm. courage and compassion right. being two of them. Yeah. Um curiosity is another big one. Mm-hmm. So I'll often say if you if you imagine your core self sitting at the head of the table and really offering curiosity and compassion to all of the other parts sitting around Mm -hmm. the table it's a way to invite like there may be a part or in real life if you're really sitting at a table with people you don't know right you may recognize oh i don't like some of these people or some Mm -hmm. of these parts but when you can sit and really see each person with curiosity and compassion yeah You really could grow to love them. Like Mm -hmm. what you were saying earlier, Mackenzie, like you sit through these podcasts and you're like, how can I not love you? Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just like if you can enter into it with, I wanna stay curious Mm -hmm. and I wanna offer compassion. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all little people once. I try to think of it that way too. Like we were all little once and just this innocent, sweet, you know place that we all came from. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, our stories and situations in our lives brought out these parts of us that got really protective or defensive. Mm. Mm. And I think if that, if we can really engage in in those kinds of conversations, that's where healing can happen and connection can happen. Yeah. And I think that's what we do really well here around the table. I see right. our, our milestones clients have a designated table mm-hmm. in the yeah. loft, and I love that. And to watch them sit and eat together, it's just the sweetest because they mm-hmm. all have such different stories, different traumas, different backgrounds. Yeah. But to watch them engage each other around that table is mm-hmm. just such a sweet, sweet thing.
1: That was really cool. Because mm-hmm. I think part of the goal of that kind of, um, not that we are necessarily goal oriented per se in this particular work, but mm-hmm. is to really kind of reconnect yeah. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, with our, with those parts of ourselves that Mm -hmm. have maybe been fragmented or hiding or Mm -hmm. have been hidden by another Mm -hmm. part. And um, because kind of bringing them back to the table is really where that self energy kind of begins to, Mm -hmm. uh, as -hmm. we integrate and put the pieces back together Mm -hmm. of the fragments that may have happened, Mm -hmm. um, that's really where that centeredness begins to occur. Yeah. And so, or to regain centeredness Mm -hmm. and maybe say it differently.
2: Yeah, I think you referenced your article that you wrote for the um, On-Site Journal that came out this year. Yeah. All about hospitality. And one of the quotes we have in that is, true hospitality is welcoming the stranger on her own terms. This kind of hospitality can only be offered by those who found the center of their lives in their own heart. And that's Mm -hmm. from, um, I always say his last name wrong.
1: Henry Nowen. Nowen. There we go, Nowen. That's how I've heard it.
2: I think that returns back to the centering of ourselves of Mm -hmm we start being hospitable to other people when we are hospitable to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we miss that occasion, that yeah. Oh, yeah. part of the equation so often in mm-hmm. life. We, you, know, you can't give something away if you haven't given it mm-hmm. yourself. It's the same reason we make mm-hmm. an ask that all of our guides do their own work because you can yeah. only take someone as far as you're willing to go. That's um, right. But that centering that self-energy mm-hmm. piece You also in the article talked about posture, place, practice, and presence as four of the ways that we facilitate hospitality here. And I think that's so relevant to this conversation, especially that practice piece. Mm -hmm. Mm Because if you're listening today, I wanna kinda get practical for people, but if you're listening and saying, okay, this seems really intimidating, Mm -hmm. seems really scary, also, I have the tendency to wanna be like great at it right away. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I need to be compassionate to myself. Okay, let's work on that. Like, here's this part that's coming up. The achiever in me can pop up, and so the practice, mm-hmm. um, the willingness to return back yeah. again, even if I'm failing at it, mm-hmm. um, is so important. I think because yeah. it's a it's a marathon, it's a journey, it's not a destination. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I think of it, and I talk about this with our teams too, yeah. as we're you know every week as the program's wrapping up, we'll mm-hmm. look back on the last week and say, okay. What went well? What didn't? How can we learn? You know, mm-hmm. uh, where are the kudos, and you know, mm-hmm. what are the things that we can do better next time? Yeah. And so, um, but I always remind them too, and I remind myself is that hospitality is a practice; it's not a perfect. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, yes. And so it's mm-hmm. like, to mm-hmm. me, that just gives us grace to be, you know, um, perfectly imperfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and to um, to know that it's like we're learning along the way. Mm, yes. And yeah. so being gracious with ourselves, knowing that we're not going to get it right every time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that we can, um, but we continue the practice. Yeah, yes. We continue the practice of creating, um, you know, of hospitality through that. And so, mm-hmm. I, so I think about it with myself. It's like a lot of times, you know, I'm fairly uh, goal oriented and mm-hmm, the, want mm-hmm. to achieve and all of that. Being able to, know myself better and be gracious with myself knowing that's like hey I'm just a little I'm out of gas right now Mm -hmm. so it's like I can take a knee and it's okay right Mm. and then I can get back up or it's like wow I didn't do that very well you know Mm -hmm. and assess it and go okay not make excuses but to Mm -hmm. to just recognize this like well of course I'm not going to get it right every time right Mm -hmm. but I'm still showing up Mm -hmm. and um and so being gracious with ourselves, I think that idea of a practice versus a perfect really mm-hmm. helps us to mm-hmm. kind of step back a little bit and to come back to the table.
2: Yep.
1: For and, sure. Um,
2: I so, love that phrase, yeah. um, the of course. I think it's just, it's just a, two small words. Mm-hmm. But when we speak it to ourselves and we speak it to other people, yeah. it's like a breath of fresh air, yes. like, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And just like you were saying, like, of course, that part of you showed up. Mm -hmm. of course that addiction happened. Here's why. We can go back Mm -hmm. and look at Mm -hmm. why this part of you Mm -hmm. has been carrying such
0: a heavy burden of course yes just so much beautiful permission yes Mm -hmm. yes and validating yeah like oh you too right like of course oh this is a human experience okay yeah and I was actually giggling earlier I kind of wish I would have giggled out loud when you called me an expert on (laughs) IFS thank (laughs) you for saying that and since we're talking about practice yeah like I was giggling when you said it because I was like oh I'm not an expert because (laughs) really I just keep learning you know what I mean like I just I love IFS so much and I just want to learn more and more Mm -hmm. and more and more and I'm don't know it every day like I think I even said on the last podcast every time I'm supposed to say the eight C's out loud like if I'm teaching about IFS or speaking about it I can't recall them every time I'm like okay I'm missing one I'm missing one of them you know so it's just like (laughs) just even embracing that of like I'm just not gonna get it right every Mm -hmm. time yeah so, yeah, back to that idea of practice. Like, mm. we're just constantly students of ourselves mm-hmm. and others. Yeah, That's, that's, that's where that really curiosity great. is, you know? Yeah, what compassion. are some
2: of the ways that we can start to practice connecting with ourselves? Mm. What are some of the ways that you practice connecting with yourself?
0: Well, I mean, for me, it really is like slowing down and listening mm. to my yeah. body. Because that part of me that wants to just keep moving, keep doing, keep tasking, keep achieving... I mean, that one, you know, I know her so well, and I know what her role is for me mm-hmm. and what she's trying to protect, and I have to ask her to give me a little space to sit and breathe for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Because for me, it it is in my body. Usually whatever's mm-hmm. going on in my body is letting me know what I need. Yeah. And so that's a way that I practice, whatever that might be through breath work, mm-hmm. meditation. Um I love The Book of Awakening that's one of my favorite things to read mm-hmm. in the morning. And so those are my practices that kind of help me get back connected to myself and my body and what about you Phil? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say for me uh, meditation is a is a big practice of mine and in fact I was just thinking about it this week I was like realizing that I don't always feel like meditating in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or my mm-hmm. mind maybe just like racing about something and but sitting down and having that quiet moment
2: Mm -hmm.
1: regardless of what it how it looks or it feels like oh that was a good one I really you know (laughs) you know like grading myself if you will yeah Uh grading yourself
2: on how well you were mindful that's right (laughs) that was a 10
0: out of 10 mindfulness right Right. there
1: (laughs) I love that so true but that's I mean you you said it in a funny way but it's like That is what's happening. Yeah,
2: for sure. For sure. (laughs) There's a part of you that needs to have passed
0: it. (laughs) That's right. Totally. (laughs) Um,
1: But it's just about the practice of getting there. Mm -hmm. Like and so just letting be anything as it is and as it's not. And just knowing that tomorrow will be different Mm -hmm. and the next time, whatever. So, but it's just kind of that consistency of practice. And I think for me, because I am in my head a lot mindful movements you're talking about being your body that helps me to kind of move the energy down and into my body more and so that often is um it's not necessarily like working out Uh that can be i think something to kind of move energy through your body as well but for Uh me it's it's really about more mindful movement so Uh you know yoga and starting the day off in child's pose or whatever to be able to just at least feel my hands on the surface feel the weight of my body and my knees Mm and the front of my, you know, feet and just kind of like be there Yeah, yeah. and then move a little bit and then move into meditation. So that's been really helpful Mm -hmm. as a practice. And then I typically will journal in the mornings. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes it'll be more reflective. Like I'll kind of think about like, okay, we're recognizing just what's coming up for me in the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And reflecting on that and um, capturing that. And it's been a practice that I've had for, gosh, probably like since college. So it's been a while. And it's gone through different kind of iterations. But I found that to be able to get, to kind of process things through Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and clear my mind more or make connections. And so that's been helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you were saying that about movement, Mm -hmm. I I was thinking, oh, dancing. Mm, Like I love to just... If I get home at the end of the day and I'm making dinner, yep. you know, yeah. my kids love to dance and my little two-year-old loves to dance. There's just something about that movement and, like, releasing right. some energy that's fun, right? It kind of it, – that also gets me back into mm-hmm. um, a more, like, compassionate, playful spirit, yeah. Yeah, I just thought of that when you were talking. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, dancing. That's a good one. Or the long commute that we have here, yeah. right? Like yes. I will I might be showing my age right now, but there was this one morning that I decided Destiny's Child was exactly what yeah. I needed to be listening to on the way to work. <laughs> and I danced and sang. And when I got mm-hmm. here, I was like, this is gonna be the best day. It's gonna be so yeah. great. The best day ever. Yeah. Because Beyonce and her friends told me so, you know? Like they just <laughs> <laughs> it was just like I love don't. It. I mean, I think which is we tune into ourselves too, yeah. and just like the music that gets us going, and mm-hmm. yeah. So <laughs> I have long
2: since when in uh, my my catchphrase has been "When in doubt, dance it out." Yes, and I, Ooh, I love that. I have a one half year old who has lots of emotions right now, yes. and we are just dancing it out and yes. learning how to take deep breaths. And mm-hmm. I think that has been a really beautiful picture for me. Yes. of just being. Present in that moment with her because I, there's a part of me that's like, this is too much. So it's like slowing myself down so yes. that I can help her slow down has yes. been a really beautiful mm-hmm. illustration of practicing this yes. and getting a little bit better at it tomorrow yeah. and giving mm-hmm. her permission that you're new and you're, we're both beginners at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about dancing. Yes. And just finding the small moments to do mm-hmm. that. Mm hmm. And I
0: love that you're bringing that up, Mackenzie, because I just think about what a gift you're offering her, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about that too with with my daughter, like the gifts yeah. that we're offering her that maybe you and I didn't receive when we were little and yeah. plenty of our clients here wouldn't have received when they were little, like that gift of this is what we can do in this moment when we feel mm-hmm. overwhelmed,
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: right? So I love that you are recognizing even in that moment as her mother, I needed to dance it out, <laughs> yes. right? Like we just need to dance this out together, sister. I don't know what else to do. So let's just dance and cry. <laughs> yeah, let's just figure it out together. We can do that. It's allowed. We can oh. totally do that, right? Yes. And there's just freedom in that. Mm-hmm. You know, the feeling may not go away, but we're in it together.
2: You know. Um, speaking of parts that came up yesterday, she had she squished her finger at school and was really nervous about going to school. Like I just I was like, what is going on this morning? And then uh-huh. I just kind of tuned in. of like, oh, you are nervous to go back to school because yeah. when you left school yesterday, you were crying because you had smushed your finger. And so I said to her, I said, hey, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that for my whole childhood and even in that moment, like, came up with like, yep, you can do hard things, hard stop. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And there was no compassion to say, and it might be hard. Yeah. Yeah. It might be scary, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. so I said, you can do hard things, and it's okay that maybe you're scared to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that it feels clumsy or it feels scary, or, you know, I just we were just kind of having this moment of like, you are a brave girl. Mm-hmm. You have done hard things. I've watched you. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do it together. And we walked into school together. Like, it just, I think there's a part of me that for a long time wouldn't have given myself the permission to feel two things at once. So binary.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, you can
2: do hard things, and we have to do this. Mm -hmm. And there's no room for the courage. Like you were saying, I'm just scared, but I also have courage in my backpack. Um, Mm -hmm. So I love that. I am just so grateful for this conversation about being hospitable to ourselves, inviting ourselves into this. Thank you for sharing your practices. But I just would kind of leave them with what would be one hope that you would have for our audience Mm -hmm. as they maybe just even practice um, welcoming in the strangers and their Mm -hmm. own story and within themselves. Mm -hmm.
0: Actually, what you were just saying sparked something. I mean, I think that's such an essence of IFS. My hope would be that anyone listening – would learn kind of what you were just talking about, what Mm -hmm. that would look like to just let yourself be in both, right? Be in both of Mm -hmm. these places of this is hard, I can do it, and it still might hurt a little bit, like Mm -hmm. welcoming whatever feelings are coming along with it, like just welcoming both and practicing what it would be like, right? I'm I'm in my adult self, and there's these parts of me that feel kind of young and messy and mm-hmm. broken or whatever it may be. And we're going to hang in here together, yeah. Right? Like when I think about us as moms talking about our little ones, we are also doing that within ourselves, right? Yeah. We can do that as an adults with the little people within us yeah.
2: that mm-hmm. may
0: not have gotten those needs met. So just inviting that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. which is one of the course i C see words, the connectedness, yes. right. Connecting with the little person inside you and mm-hmm. finding out what needs didn't get met and just offering a lot of connection there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope would be that, uh, those folks who are listening, that they would, um, know that they're not alone on the journey Yeah, and it's practice. It's not a perfect mm-hmm. yeah. and that, um, what you what you talked about earlier, Laura, with that all the parts belong, mm-hmm. and and so having compassion for them, and finding that around the table of their life, that all parts can be welcome,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and they have something to um, contribute because they're a part of us.
2: Yeah. yeah, I love that you said nothing needs to be fixed; it just needs to be unburdened.
1: Yeah. hmm Yeah.
2: Yes. And that there's not something wrong with you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think that's a message that a lot of us need to hear today. So, Mm -hmm. that there's nothing wrong with you Mm -hmm. and that it all belongs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Laura, one last question, and we'll put these in our show notes as well. But what are some spaces if someone's really intrigued by IFS, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: where do they start? What are some Mm -hmm. resources that maybe you could direct them to,
0: including finding a therapist who practices this modality? Mm -hmm. So the IFS website is ifsinstitute.com. The website has tons of resources. And on there, there is a place where you can find a therapist. So you can Mm -hmm. see everyone who is trained in IFS. Um, in your area. And there's, of course, several people right now doing online virtual sessions. Um, It's also a place where you can get resources. You can order books and um, other resources about internal family systems. So that's a good place to start.
2: I love that. And thank you, Phil, for joining us for this conversation. And I hope that people get to come and have an in-person experience here and really experience the hard work and the commitment. Yeah. Um, and the magic that your team brings.
1: We're ready for it. We're yeah. ready.
2: Ready for you. We got a space at the table for you. Thanks, y'all. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening today and for committing valuable time to share space with these powerful stories. Make sure you hit subscribe to get all of our inspiring conversations with these incredible people delivered directly to you. And if you found this conversation particularly impactful, consider supporting the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
0: When our emotional health is suffering, many of us begin to feel alone and overwhelmed. If you're in that place right now, we deeply encourage you to ask for help. If OnSite can support you in connecting the dots with one of our programs or other offerings, our admissions team would love to connect with you. Simply call one 800 341 Three, or visit onsiteworkshops.com.